0: Hello and welcome to daily prayer today for uh, July thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Glad that you are with me today. I'm here in lovely Montreat, North Carolina, for a conference with the youth, and so I'm doing my daily prayers from here. Um, it's a little bit noisier than normal. There's some background noise, but I figured that I would keep that in because that's kind of part of the um, part of where I am. So let's go ahead and get started. I don't have a touch screen. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. You created the day and the night, O God. You set the sun and the moon in their places. You set the limits of the earth. You made summer and winter. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Merciful God, we give thanks that through the gift of our baptism you offer the forgiveness of sin and wash us clean from all evil. By the power of your Holy Spirit, renew our lives and make us worthy to enter into your eternal sanctuary. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 42 and 146. 1 Samuel 19, 1 through 24. Acts 12, 1 through 17, and Mark 2, 1 through 12. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 42. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise God, my hope, and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar, deep calls to deep. At the thunder of your cataracts all the waves and your billows have gone over me. By day the Lord commands God's steadfast love, and at night God's song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why must I walk about mournfully, because the enemy oppresses me? As with the deadly wound in my body, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me continually, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise God, my hope and my God. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. God upholds the orphan and the widow but the way of the wicked God brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. For Samuel 19, 1 through 24. Saul spoke to his son Jonathan and to all his servants about killing David. But Saul's son Jonathan took great delight in David. Jonathan told David, my father Saul is trying to kill you. Therefore, be on your guard tomorrow morning. Stay in a secret place and hide yourself. I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak to my father about you. If I learn anything, I will tell you. Jonathan spoke well of David to his father Saul, saying to him, The king should not sin against his servant David because he has not sinned against you and because his deeds have been a of good service to you. For he took his life in his hands when he attacked the Philistines. And the Lord brought about a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against an innocent person by killing David without cause? Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. So Jonathan called David and related all these things to him. Jonathan then brought David to Saul And he was in his presence as before. Again, there was a war, and David went out to fight the Philistines. He launched a heavy attack on them, so that they fled before him. Then an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand while David was playing music. Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear. But he eluded Saul, so that he struck the spear into the wall. David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messengers to David's house to keep watch over him, planning to kill him in the morning. David's wife, Michal, told him, If you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michal let David down through the window. He fled away and escaped. Michal took an idol and laid it on the bed, She put a net of goat's hair on its head and covered it with the clothes. When Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, he is sick. Then Saul sent messengers to see David for themselves. He said, bring him up to me in bed that I may kill him. When the messengers came in, the idol was in the bed with the covering of goat's hair on its head. Saul said to Michal, why have you deceived me like this? And let my enemy go so that he has escaped. Michal answered Saul, he said to me, let me go. Why should I kill you? Now David fled and escaped. He came to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. He and Samuel went and settled at Nawath. Saul was told David is at Nawath in Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to take David. When they saw the company of the prophets in a frenzy, with Samuel standing in charge of them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also fell into a prophetic frenzy. When Saul was told, he sent other messengers, and they all fell into a frenzy. Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also fell into a frenzy. Then he himself went to Ramah. He came to the great well that was at Saku, and he asked, Where is Samuel and David? someone said, They are at Naoth and Ramah. He went there toward Naoth and Ramah, and the Spirit of God came upon him. As he was going, he fell into a prophetic frenzy until he came to Naoth and Ramah. He too stripped off his clothes, and he too lay in a frenzy before Samuel. He lay naked all that day and all that night. Therefore it is said, Is Saul also among the prophets? from Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 17. About that time, King Herod laid violent hands upon some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword. After he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the festival of unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison and handed him over to the four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently for God for him. We'll put it out on the group chat. We didn't make a specific time for that. so Awesome. Two o'clock for small group. Same, same spot. You're welcome. The night before Herod was going to bring him out, Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers, while guards in front of the door were keeping watch over the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly, and the chains fell off his wrist. The angel said to him, Fasten your belt and put on your sandals. He did so. Then he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Peter went out and followed him. He did not realize that what was happening with the angel's help was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. After they had passed the first and the second guard, they came before the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them of its own accord. And they went outside and walked along a lane. Then suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I am sure that the Lord has sent this angel, or his angel and rescued me from the hands of Herod and from all the Jewish people were expecting. As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many had gathered and were praying. When he knocked at the outer gate, a maid named Rhoda came to answer. On recognizing Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the gate— She ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she insisted that it was so. They said, it is an angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the gate, they saw him and were amazed. He motioned to them with his hand to be silent and described for them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he had to tell this to James and to the believers. Then he left and went to another place. Now from Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that Jesus was at home. So many gathered around, so many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in the front of the door. And he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them, And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof around him. And after having dug through it, they laid down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Stand up, take up your mat and go to your home. And he stood up. And immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Still don't have a touch screen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So... We have from 1 Samuel a continuation of this story about David and Solomon. Uh, Solomon is continuing to to have these sort of doubts and these uh, concerns about David, and David is continuing to gain prominence and sort of prestige. And so Saul is going after him. Finally, it gets so bad that David runs. David runs away. He uh, actually gets cover from his wife Michal, who is also the daughter of Saul. So Saul's family is basically turning against him um, and rooting for David, which is a continual sort of issue and and a part of this drama. David runs away and goes to Samuel at Ramah. And there we have this hilarious kind of uh, scene where messengers are sent to David and Samuel at Ramah and Nawath, and they come to, to tell this, you know, basically bring extradition papers, send David back to the king, and they are thrown into this prophetic frenzy, and they take off their clothes, and they're just like going crazy, and so then another set of messengers comes and this exact same thing happens to him. Finally, Saul comes and also goes into this prophetic frenzy, strips off his clothes, lays down naked for a day and a night. And this is an alternate understanding or, or, or explanation of why there is this phrase among the people at the time of this writing that is Saul among the, uh, among the prophets. Um, so yeah, things are really heating up as far as this conflict between David and Saul. We also have a Psalm 42, which uh, very much is reminiscent. I believe it is written during this time when David is on the run, but it's also very reminiscent of Jesus on the cross and this idea of where is your God? That is a very clear um, sort of connection. And one that the gospel writers are trying to make when they put that same phrase in the mouths of spectators and those around Jesus. So then we have from Acts, the uh, the scripture that we had on Sunday. In fact, Zoe preached from this. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have Paul. Uh, Peter, excuse me, who has been put in prison. He is under multiple guards and locked doors and all that sort of thing. And an angel comes in and just breaks him out. He thinks, in fact, that it's a dream, a, a vision. He thinks that it's not real. He's just having a really lame dream while he's in prison that he is in prison, but that he's also being let out. Well, he wakes up from this dream that he thinks on outside of the prison and he goes immediately to mary's house for this sort of safe safe place that he can be and they don't know what to do with him uh rhoda comes to the door and knocks on the door and says uh you know he says it's me i'm peter i'm i'm here and she goes back to tell everybody and they don't know what to do with it they think she's crazy they, they think she is um out of out of her mind uh Perhaps this is maybe because she's female, right? That may be a possibility, but they're praying for his release. They are praying that something good would happen to him. And when something good does actually happen, they don't believe it. How often is that like us? We pray for things and we don't actually expect them to be different um, because of our prayers. That's, that's very instructive for us, but also the idea of that, that sort of um, that place, that place of refuge, that place where Peter can go even when on the run, um, that people who are knocking on the outside of uh, our church can, can come in and find a place no matter who they are, because they are always, no matter who they are, they are always, we always know whose they are. They are God's children. Then we have from the gospel, Jesus is surrounded by this huge crowd. Again, continually, this crowd is an issue. He comes back to Capernaum. He has done a lot of amazing things here in Capernaum, and they are um, overwhelming him. There's no room to get into the house where he is. There's and, and you know people are just crowding around the door, but these four who are carrying this paralytic, they get inventive, and they take the roof off of the house. Uh, this was is not quite as big of a deal as we might imagine today. Uh, their their roofs were made probably with mud um, and sticks and that sort of stuff. So. Not a major thing to repair it will would take some work, and I imagine people are going to stick around to to kind of help do that, but they lower this man down in front of Jesus and he heals him and and does this sort of back and forth with the Pharisees. He says, "Your sins are forgiven," and they say, "Well, that's who has that authority, but God." God's self, right? That's the only one who can forgive sins. And Jesus knows that they're talking about this. And so they say, that is the easy thing to say someone's sins are forgiven. Um, but you don't know, right? Nobody knows if his sins are forgiven. I'll I'll do the thing that is for God easier, but for you is, um, seems like it's harder because you have to actually see it, go ahead and get up. And he gets up and the man is made well. So this crowd is sort of becoming this nuisance and then we'll continue to have that sort of theme, especially in this beginning part of Mark. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning. And we will live this day in joy and praise. We rejoice in your generous goodness, O God, and we celebrate your lavish gifts to us this day, for you have shown your love in giving Jesus Christ for the salvation of the world. Especially we thank you for the faith, life, and worship of the church. The sky above us and the water around us. People who have helped us this day. Occasions for our work to help others. Surprises that have blessed us. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? I give thanks for this group from our presbytery who is in Montreat, uh, for all the coordinators and everyone, the leadership team, and everyone who put everything together. Um, And just continue to pray for this group, that they would be blessed and enriched by God's presence and God's word. Gracious God, we know you are close to all in need, and by our prayers for others, we come closer to you. We are bold to claim for others your promise of new life in Jesus Christ as we claim them for ourselves especially we pray for the Roman Catholic Church, the victims of violence or warfare, those who are hungry and thirsty, those who share what they have with others. the healing of those who are sick. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Mike, a friend of Cheryl's, who's been diagnosed with stage four cancer. For Debbie, who's going to be having a hip replacement surgery this week. For Pam, Bill's friend, who is home from the hospital, but frustrated that her eyesight has been affected by her stroke. Great God, you are one God, and you bring together what is scattered and mend what is broken. Unite us with the scattered peoples of the earth that we may be one family of your children. Bind up all our wounds and heal us in spirit that we may be renewed as disciples of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the God of peace sanctify us entirely, and make our spirits and souls and bodies be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for Daily Prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA, 2018 edition. Our devotion, our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, Daily Lectionary Readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a very blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.